You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. episode with the pit report it's a little irregular but this pit report is coming from a host so let's yeah, go so, in and we wanted to to put the shine because we've been having a lot of fun with it uh people submit your pit reports what is a pit report pit report is your review of a show you recently went to uh whatever flavor you want to put on it whatever spice send it to us try not to get too spicy tom what's the email people should be sending these pit reports to it is a two G pit report at gmail.com. A two G pit report at gmail.com. That's so easy. Even Patrick can remember it, which is uh, not likely actually a two G pit report. Um, at gmail.com at gmail.com. <laughs> you were so close. All right, Tom, you actually were pit reporting all over the place. So let's right. get it. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Tom from Sunnyside. <laughs> and I uh, wanted to send in my pit report for the week. Um, so I went to three shows over the weekend, Damn. which is the most shows I've been to in probably about four years. Mm. Um, so Thursday night in this place called Sovereign in Brooklyn, which is a, uh, a barbecue place. They have shows in the backyard, okay. which they had a show in the backyard okay. in the middle of March, which was surprising. I went to go see Perfect World, um, Spaced, Shackled, Dare, and Karma. Mm. Good turnout. All the bands did quite well. Karma killed it. Dare opened up with a Strife cover, which was no fucking shit. awesome. They opened with Blistered, which is the fucking hardest song ever. Yeah, it's a hard song. Um, Space was really cool. Shackled was good. So it was Perfect World was really good. Like it was a good show. It was like cool to go to. Like that was the first like. I mean, even though it wasn't locals, for the most part, it was like a cool like it was a re- it was like a fucking hardcore show. Mm. It wasn't like an event. It was a fucking hardcore show, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you gave the lineup, I was like, oh, proper hardcore show. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a real – oh, that's like a hardcore show that you're used to going to. But yeah, yeah it was fun. Cool. It was cool. Um, funny thing, so it was St. Patrick's Night, right? And um, Murphy's Law was playing another place, and the show got moved same day to Sovereign. So, like, literally Murphy's oh, wow. Law's St. Patrick's Day show happened right after Karma finished playing. Oh, no wow. shit. Well, that's what, uh, that's a good thing about a Murphy's Law show. You can start it a little bit later. Right. They have some, yeah. But the pro- everyone that I talked to was like, that was at the Karma show, was like, yo, if Murphy's Law was going on right now, I, I, I would stay. Yeah. But there were, like, three openers that were also playing. So Murphy's Law didn't go on to, like, 1 a.m. or 1.30 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But everyone that was there was like, yo, dude, I would totally stay for Murphy's Law if they were like the next band. And I'm like, they're the fucking greatest, one of the greatest live hardcore bands ever. Yep. They had fucking bagpipers. It was great. It was cool. Um, but so I went to that sat, uh, fr- uh, Thursday. Friday, I went to nearer to Bob's Neck of the Woods in mm. New Jersey. I went to go see Incendiary, Folly, and Glassjaw ah. at uh, the Starland Ballroom. Um. San Diego Open did quite well. 
played a new song that's really super heavy. Um, they're you know starting to to ramp up to record a new record. Oh, yeah. um, new song went over quite well. Folly stole the show, one thousand percent. Like interesting, Tom. Like I was standing there, like well, because I mean, we've you know, Folly has already proven everybody wrong already. But to this, I was even it was even more impressive because like Glassjaw barely like they didn't really announce the openers until like the last like month or not even. Mm. Glash, I mean like Folly got a headliner's response in Starland Ballroom, which is probably about it. I think there was sixteen hundred people there. Wow, murdered, murdered, like. Everyone knew every word. No shit. It was awesome. It was fucking. Yeah. It was so fucking cool to see. Um, but yeah, like literally, like destroyed. And it was like, yo, you guys weren't even announced. Like it wasn't like they were on the bill from the day the tickets went on sale. They announced all the bands after the tickets have been on sale for like months. Like all the openers. So it was nuts. And I, and I was texting. I was like, yo, there's gonna be people that like literally walk out of here before Glass Show even starts. And there was a few. That's crazy. And then, so, so we we get there. You know, I, I was lucky enough for a friend to get us in, and um, you know, like I'm standing towards the back. It's just like it's fucking chaos. It's like a rock show, so like everyone's like drinking. It's fucking smells like forts everywhere. Is that, is that part of a rock show? <laughs> apparently, a big rock show. Someone's always shitting themselves. Apparently, yeah, okay, yeah it, fair enough. It smells like fucking butt toots everywhere. Um, so. You know, Glasher has like their merch set up, which is, I mean, it's, I mean, it's merch. Super expensive. Everything's like, you know, sweatshirt was 75 bucks, all this sort of stuff. But they did this thing that you could buy. So they're playing two records that night. You could pre order like a special pressing of those records that you could pick up at the shows. Mm. Cool. It's cool, but then you realize you can't pick them up until after the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now there's, you know, oh, you're there the for the whole line. thing. And there's 300 people waiting in line to pick up their fu- It's like 1230 and they just want to go home. Right. So fucking insanity goes on eight o'clock on the nose. Um, Folly goes on nine, played till 940. I think it was boom. Glass show is supposed to go on 10 to 1130. I'm like, perfect. They're playing two records, two full records, set list, 26 songs. So I'm, you know, and I think it's funny. The more people I speak to, and it's not just me because I'm older and 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 heavy, like younger people are just like, "Yo, I can't stand for three hours anymore." Like I haven't I haven't stood for three hours in two years. It's a lot, you know, like on concrete. Like this hurts. And so, you know, my friend was like, my friend Katie was complaining. I was like, you know, they have like these special seats that you can like buy, and like you you know you like post it up near the bar, blah blah blah. We got in for free. I'm like, I'm willing, you know, spend a couple of bucks to get, you know, get get a seat because this is going to be a fucking long one. So she she's like, all right, you can just go up to the ticket uh, counter and ask, and you know, blah blah. So she, I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can you just go look and see how much do you think on top of a fifty dollar concert ticket, on top of parking at all? What do you think this special seating? cost you on top of all of that yo it can't be more than 15 bucks because they're they're thinking you're gonna get like drinks and so i'm my guess is 15 pat i'll say 20 i'll say 25 
$85 per person. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yo, if they could, if they would have been like 40, I would have been like, yo, fuck this. It was free and I'll pay $40 to sit down. $85. I'm like, yo, I can't pay $85. So now I had an ex girlfriend that was there with her husband and like two other people. She bought these in advance. I'm like, yo, you paid $135 a ticket for this bullshit? And she was like, yeah, my husband doesn't really like this. And the only way I could get him to go was to promise him somewhere to sit. I was like, I respect this guy. Amount of money. (laughs) Yeah, $135 a person to sit at a glass show. So um, I don't know if I don't, I would imagine neither of you guys like glass show. Is that a fair assumption? No, no, no. Listen, I was I was listening to uh, the Glass Jaw uh, Don Fury session yesterday. That I mean, that's their their height to me. Yeah, we we're not allowed to say that because then we sound like bitter old heads. But that's no, true. that was right before the record. I, was, I, mean, I know, but those recordings are just fucking. It sounds like it. It sounds like the bands that they were emulating. Yes, it sounds like Still Suit, and it sounds like Quicksand and Burn and Orange. Not like it sounds like that. Yeah. So. They got through the first half, the first record with the everything you wanted to know about silence. Like, cool. All right. Katie's like struggling. I'm struggling too. Right. Sweating, just pouring sweat, just standing up, just like fucking like mess. And uh, so I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, she's like, I prefer worship and tribute, which is the second record. She's like, but I can get out of here right now. She's like, we can get a Wawa sandwich and I can be home. And I'm like, done. You All you have to say is Wawa. And I'm good. So we leave. I get. I run into our buddy Greg Falchetto outside, and we're bullshitting for a little bit. I run into. I talk to Audley from Incendiary for a little bit, and so now the record ends. The show's supposed to be over at eleven thirty. We. I finally got in the car at eleven twenty. They hadn't started the second record yet. Fuck! Wow. There was like a, at least a twenty-five minute break between records. Which I, I mean, those dudes are you know in their early forties, easily. In my head, I was like, "Yo, once I stop, yeah, it's over. Let's stop. Yeah, you you get cold. Yeah, and then like my feet are gonna hurt. Like I'll do fucking twenty songs in a row, but like ask me to sit down for twenty minutes and come back and do it. Like my throat's fucked up. Like they literally, they, they, yeah, they didn't start the second record till almost eleven thirty. Yeah, no, that's not acceptable. That's a lot. They sounded incredible. There was just the four dudes, like." You know, people were eating it up. It was they sounded great and people were loving it, but I was just like, I couldn't imagine sitting there for another full record. Fuck no. <laughs> you know, like so I, said, like, I, I said this is a guy that's very open to glass jaw. Yeah, you know, it's like and I was like, oh, I really like that record, but I, I, I like a fucking cheese sandwich from Wawa a little bit more right now. And then <laughs> they're playing so they're playing like say they're playing two nights in Brooklyn at Warsaw, sold out in advance. Like one night Regulates opening second night incendiaries opening. That's cool. They didn't announce them though until today. The, the show's t- two days from now. Fuck, really? Because they didn't have to because it was sold out. They, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yo, shout out to Glassjaw for like being pretty fun with a lot of the shit that they do. It's not always for me, but it's like they definitely try to. They put thought into this sort of shit. Yeah, I mean, and they picked all these bands. Like they love Incendiary. They love Regulate. They love Mind Force. They like like they picked all these bands. Like and they put the kibosh on a lot of bands that you go i can't believe so-and-so didn't play there's a reason yeah yeah um but like so they're doing like one record one night and the other record the second night i was like that's a little bit more palatable so i might go see incendiary with them play the second record or whatever that's cool um and then they're doing long island with one night is which is fucking awesome to me it's tension you remember tension from long island yeah tension with the asterisks tension asterisk from way out in like the east end of long island like my buddies forever 
they're in North Carolina. They live in North Carolina now. So they're they're opening one of the shows, which is fucking that's a cool look. Like they're Long Island fucking, you know, been around forever. They deserve that. So they're, it's them, Life of Agony, Glass Show one night. Whoa. And then the other night is Incendiary Earth Crisis Glass Show. <laughs> Strange bedfellows, man. <laughs> but it's dope. I mean, yeah, it is. Look. Glassjaw is this thing, Bob, Tom guessed right that you got no interest in that, right? No, I just never, never connected for me. I, I know what a special place they have for a lot of people from Long Island-ish area and also for people like the age group under me, like everywhere, basically. Yeah, but, but Bob, you and I should both do a Glassjaw far listen. Oh, four is fantastic. To see if there's not something like that opens up for us. Like, because far is the one that didn't, like, I always liked far, didn't love far. And there's West Coast heads who love far in the way that East Coast heads love Glassjaw. You know what I mean? And I I would be curious to try to listen to these totally virgin ears. You know, I know it's impossible, but but it'd be an interesting thing. Anyway, you want to do one of those listen throughs? I would love that. Like, uh, we, I think we've talked about it, but the the episode that I would like to frame somehow, I don't know how to do it, but is just post-hardcore of the quicksand milieu. So I don't want to get into post-hardcore of like the, I don't want to go as far as Thursday. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, I don't want to do like rights. The Don Fury era pretty much. Yeah. yeah, That might be the best way to put it. And like, I, I'm just curious about everything that, I wasn't open because I wasn't even really big into quicksand until a few years ago. You know what I mean? So, so really I was outside of what the, like the post hardcore big acts. And I, I would just, right. but I don't know how to properly, uh, uh, file these things. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm always like, nah, maybe that's a bridge too. Maybe that's like one step too far into that direction. Like maybe the, you know, anyway. right. Right. Like a seaweed part of that. Not really. Right, right. They exactly. Hard. They played with all those bands. Like I've yep. seen them within to another a thousand times. Like, yeah, but I don't think they yeah. saw themselves that way. And then again, what did into another see themselves as because well, they were trying to get, yeah, whatever. Right. It, but to us, they were all like, yeah, it's all bass driven hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know. So anyway, uh, at any rate, what I was going to say was uh, I prefer the first record, but I understand a great many people prefer the second record. Glassjaw. When it comes to Glassjaw. You um, know what's funny? Someone's like, did he like cut out, Did he drop any of the lyrics? I go, he did. None of the ones you're expecting him to. Oh, interesting. He said wow. all the stuff. The stuff that you're like, yeah, yeah. Like hearing 1,600 people yell, you can lead a whore to water is really – that one doesn't bother me as much as like the I, I think there's one later in the record that's like just a just a touch much. You know what I mean? And is it the one about the something that comes lead? Yep, yep. And yeah, I, yeah. I, and I as I've said a million times, I wouldn't change it because I would trust my audience to have the wherewithal to understand that I wrote that shit when I was nineteen, blah 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 blah. However, if, uh, I, if however if I was gonna change a lyric <laughs> That might be the one. Yeah, I'm not sure like <laughs> Tom, I can say with certainty that would be the one. Yeah, I feel like the people there weren't really getting it. It wasn't like, you know, like Yeah, they're you know, they're probably like, Yeah, it's she better. You know, like it was a lot of that. Um But they, they sounded great. They just I, I just I couldn't physically do two and a half hours of glass jaw. No, I got you. Um yeah, so if that was that to me that's an older event. Have it somewhere with seats, won't you? 
Couldn't you just do? It'd be interesting to watch regulate with seats. Well, no, no, but I mean, they're doing one record. So like, cool. That's like a normal show. Yeah. But if you're going to play two, like 45 minute records, at least and encores and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. Like put it at like the state theater so I can sit down. That's Uh, all I'm asking. That's all true. Is that too much to ask? I'm old. Um, But yeah, they sound great. They look exactly the same. Bastards. Um, So, and then my (laughs) third show of the weekend, which is last night, Sunday night. New York City, Irving Plaza uh, tour with a lot of our buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, so a band called Closer open up. Um, mm-hmm. Screamo from like the Northeast, three piece drummer sings, really good. It was cool. Um, very fitting. Like it was a very kind of different lineup, but like I felt like they were the probably the most the closest to to Touche. Um, then we saw our buddies Military Gun. They were great. I mean. The fact that like that's been they've been a band for probably two years, right? They're about yeah. Right? They're a pandemic I'm, I'm getting serious support slots. Yeah, and like you know, like that's a big fucking room. Irving Plaza for the folks that are not from New York, probably like a thousand cap, like thousand people capacity. So and, like they can, held can it I down. Just, yes. Can I the larger topic that Military Gun brings up, which is, <clears throat> uh, do they have that position because they write really catchy songs, or? Is it because Ian put in so much legwork doing what Ian has done for the better part of a decade and it carries over? And I think the obvious answer is, yeah, they write catchy songs and are a good band, but also it's there's just something to be said for somebody that can transition from a kind of power violence and it, it like uh, uh, influenced hardcore into this other space that he's in and carry all of the momentum it's a, it's really like are you talking about yourself <laughs> no i am not i'm talking about ian and i'm talking about the fact like i mean you okay. did the same no no but listen but mine took a decade <laughs> here's my it, point I mean, it took him you know not not a decade yeah no listen but here's here's the point is we talk on this podcast sometimes about people that try to do multiple things and not sometimes well. sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work and I think that, and Bob, I'd be interested to hear m- maybe some of the old heads that you grew up around. Mm. There is sometimes when it doesn't go, it feels like entitlement and, when it, and sour grapes. And when it does go, it, 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 it I mean, it, must, it feels good and satisfied, I'm sure. But like, it's just this. To me, a very interesting phenomenon where you're always going to have the the local act that's like, why did why did they get this position? They've only been a band for a year, but then the people in the band have been performing together for a decade. You know, sure. what I mean, the people in the band have been sure. performing together under different names for even longer than that. So, whatever. It's just, uh, Bob, <laughs> delicately, hmm. did, did anybody from Jersey go for a thing and it? And it bricked like, I mean, no names, oh, time obviously and time again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, right. Like, um, look, the weird thing is to say that, uh, sometimes the creative pool is smaller than you think. And, uh, the people who tend to be creative are the ones who go for it more often than not. And so there's been people who all three of us talk about with lots of love and respect um, and frequently champion some of their efforts, and then other efforts of theirs 
don't go very far. Um, so yeah, no, it, it happens. And then on occasion you see the one that, that catches the right moment, you know, uh, the, the, um, just striking at the right time. So no, it, it goes both ways. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting question on military gun. I think, I think it's mostly a combination of they've got tracks and that really matters. It really matters. And this okay me song is a fucking hit. right. They got tracks, and Ian. It's not so much the time he put in, but what he learned from the time he put in, and how he's able to apply it here. That might be a better way to put it. The yeah, yeah. It it's just that shit is always fascinating to me because I've run into a lot of a lot of bitter people in my life. <laughs> so like, it, it's it's always going both ways, you know. Uh, uh, band band fellows that tried something and it didn't go and they really felt like that it should have been theirs by virtue of, of seniority. And then also people that witnessed it go well for somebody else and feel like they didn't deserve it because, Oh, they're just uh, trading on their name, you know, but like trading on your name doesn't really work. People think it does, but it doesn't. You, you, you still have to have tracks. You still have to produce. Right, people aren't just coming to you to come to your show because it says maybe the first time they come because it says X whatever. You will get signed and you will get two Dropped. support yeah. two support tours, and yeah. and then it will fade away. <laughs> it, but if you have tracks and you actually are good at what you do, then your name is something that you worked for, and it's paying off in this new thing that you're doing that's good. You know. Now is this his? It's his project, right? Yeah, I don't think he'd mind me saying this, and I don't think his bandmates would be resentful of it. Uh, they are uh, uh, Ian. It's it's Ian Shelton and yeah, it, and the military guns. It's Jamie Josta. It, you know, it's uh, it, it's that type of thing. Uh, and look, this is uh, we could talk for a whole episode about this. There's something really fascinating about single vision, single vision hardcore, single vision rock music, single vision punk, whatever, whatever. It's really interesting. Like, uh, you know, a, a lot of people feel burned by their, by their bands and, and feel like they gave up some measure of control that they could have done it better. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're not. And they'll start a band and say, listen, I'm, I'm happy to hear everybody, but I, this is my shit. And, if you have like a real visionary person at the helm of that, it can work. Sure. Sure. Yeah. He's definitely got his own idea, but yeah, they were quite good. Um, anyone who's sending in pit reports, don't send in 20 minute pit reports. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought they were good. And like, to th- like to think this is like relatively new to him. And like he's very kind of engaging. Like he's like he's like I was watching this. I'm like, yo, this is what every hardcore singer should be aiming for. Yeah, that's a big conversation. Maybe we'll have half of it off air. Because not Quite about honestly. you, not about yeah, you, no. but about. But watching him, like the energy and the fucking interaction, and him like facing the crowd, it's like wow, man. Yeah. Like he's not giving fucking twenty minute fucking speeches about like you know animal rights, but like it's so fucking like. Um, and then Drain played after that. They were fucking nuts. People lost their minds. I was like, kind of. I was curious to see how this would go for for them on a tour like this, you know. And it's like, wow. I mean, you know, there were a ton of people there at the show, but I'm like, oh, maybe people will be seeing them for the first time. Like, literally, as soon as the fucking chaos and feedback started, people people, people just went in. fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, new songs went off. Fucking came off really g- huge. Uh, 
I'm always impressed. Like they'll have like the, they have these things that like stop on a dime and then they'll be like a fucking sample of a yell or I, I find that shit fascinating because I don't think the drummer plays to a kick, a click track. Mm. Maybe he does. He's but, just on it like that. though. But it's like one of these things, dude, Bob, like even if like you don't like it was just like it would be like bam, 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 bam. it's like what the fuck is that? Like I like I remember watching in flames years ago at Furnace Fest and like the drummer played to a click track because they had a lot of like weird keyboards that weren't live. But so they, he had to hit fucking – he couldn't speed up for a second or the whole song would fall apart. But they, it was, like, super impressive. I could see why, um, you know, I think people will be um, – you know, if you see it live, it's, like, super impressive. Like, if you listen to the record and don't see them, you may not totally understand it. But seeing it live, like, was super impressive. Um, I got to talk to John from Vane real quickly and he was like, yeah, the whole tour has been like this. It's been, we've been super fucking like lucky. It's been great. I was like, awesome. That's lit. Yeah. And then, um, the headliners, Touche Amore. Touche Amore? I always say Amore, but I, I think, I think Jeremy has gone on record with make yourself happy. Yeah. I I go, I I think either is fine. Hello. Can you hear I, me? I think if oh, I texted, I wait, think if wait. I te- check. Tom can't oh. hear us. Tom has been disconnected. I can hear you now. Can oh, you hear okay. us now? Okay. <laughs> Listen. Sorry. Uh, this fucking thing. Tom, I think that I am too deep into my decade long friendship with Jeremy to text him and ask him. About what? Uh, how to properly say their name. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's Touche Amore. I think. Okay. Yeah, that makes Although sense. Although it, it's spelled Amore. Touche Amore. All right, I wear Touche Amore from – I think it's Touche Amore. We're going to go with that. Um, but they were like fucking unbelievable. I will go as far to say they are the best band I've seen since I've I've come back from the pandemic. Wow. Big, big, big. I mean, so – Incredible. Curtain, we, we talked about this briefly. Uh, a band who even if they're not to your taste of hardcore, whatever you want to say – they're just exceptional live period end of story yes and the songs all kind of make sense together even though lament is a lot different from fucking parting the sea like it's just they're so unbelievably tight he is such a like an incredibly engaging front person singing super heavy fucking lyrics with a smile on his face I explained this. I was like, yo, that last song was about X, Y, and Z. And they're like, he looked so happy. And I'm like, I I, I don't know how because it's a fucking (laughs) super heavy fucking, you know. But like, dude, like, you know, they open up with an old song. It's like people going fucking crazy. And like, Pat, are you guys familiar with the new record at all? Uh, Yes, I am. Not not super familiar, but yes. So one of the songs on there is called Come Heroin. Yep. It sounds like I think it's like more of like a love song kind of thing. Yep. But the song starts like with him. He does that like. I'm in the I'm in the the vocal booth, but I'm not yelling into the mic. Yep. And so he he start like so fucking first song ends and he's like from peaks of blue, dude, a thousand people yelling, come out, dude, it was wow. unbelievable, unbelievable. And then like it didn't drop off from there. Every single song got a reaction. Listen. Like I posted video of them doing the um on a sleep. 
Pat, you must know that because that was probably like in the in the heydays of them playing with you like that. Yeah, I'm losing friends. I'm losing sleep. Like cool, a thousand people just fucking screaming their faces off. It was it's a like, very joyous, and it was six. They played for an hour, and it was look, incredibly it, it, entertaining and joyful. We've talked on this podcast a great deal about bands that do better than ninety nine percent of bands, and how calling them underrated sounds stupid, but sometimes it's true. Two. I mean, those dudes, you know, underrated. played in front of. A, yeah, I mean, they played in front of. Excuse me, nearly a thousand people in New York City on a Sunday night. And here we are being like super low rated, man. Like this, but like they, they're obviously, but like I fucking, I, I challenge somebody who are like, I don't know if I fuck with them. Go watch that band. And if you like hardcore and you don't find something in that set that it doesn't hit you a certain way, I don't know if you like hardcore. You know, listen, they're a hardcore band. I agree with you. Uh, yep. I just, I think it's like a funny thing that uh, we could. Okay, so here's what I believe it is. I believe that not to toot our own horn, it's just by virtue of what we do. We're plugged in with what type, with what multiple generations of hardcore kid think about things, and when we don't hear the buzz among the young people, we go, "Oh, this is underrated." You, do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, no, we absolutely do that. So, so, like, we will say it about legendary bands that are, in all practical terms, not underrated. But because young people aren't aren't checking for them, we just go, yeah, terminally underrated. But like, Touche has a fan base that is loyal as fuck, and it's bigger than any fan base I ever had. So they're not underrated, but they no. are underrated. <laughs> like for the people that we know are missing out in a, in a big way by by not. Yes. I was I was like I always thought they were like, "Hey man, this band's fucking really. They're a great band." Seeing them, I'm like, "Yo, I, I love this band." Like it was a huge. It was like, and I've seen them before, and I always thought they were good. No, and almost rip. great all the time. And they rip and they rip professional, which is like not everybody's cup of tea until you see it and you're like. Damn. Right. I mean, think how many bands that you saw that were like, dude, this band fucking kills the CBGBs. And then when they step up to that Irving Plaza size, you're like, Brick. Oh, this dude can't really sing. Or, hey, yep. he doesn't know what yep. to do with right. himself. Like, when there's not fucking 400 people pushing up against you, it makes it a lot more difficult. Uh, and these uh, dudes fucking ripped. Yeah. So that was my pit report. If you're sending in pit reports, please make it a little less verbose. <laughs> Maybe don't have your friend Pat in the room with them. Sorry um, about that. No, it's great. It's fine. So, so hopefully this – please send them in. I would love to hear pit reports from the Texas weekend. Mm. Oh, yeah. Particularly, I would like the story about – that I've seen on the internet quite often, including from our buddy Jake from Judiciary. Our buddy Jay from Mindforce yelling, mm. oh, no, they got they got FUBU, man. <laughs> okay. I know the story. I want to hear someone else's version. A2GPitReport at gmail.com. Let's get on to the show. recording get it get it, get it. Ah. welcome to axe to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i am tom gentlemen before we start a really special episode 
that mm. I'm excited to just wait around in like it's a, a warm warm uh, spring you know okay. let's do our sponsors big thank you to and I'm looking for the noises so you guys give them both to me <coughs> uh, I, I already opened my LaCroix otherwise I would snap it mm. open to live a lie uh, I didn't really come across as well as I was no, that was pretty good <laughs> I'll try to pump it in post. <laughs> that was a Coke opening. Nice. I like that. Death Wish Inc. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I was going to bring up Sonic the Hedgehog noises on my phone, but all right, go on. Uh, are you excited for Sonic 2? <laughs> you know what? My Sonic love uh, kind of stops at the games, and yeah. I, I'm open to both the comics and the fanfic where he's constantly pregnant. But uh, that, <laughs> What? Th- yeah. Yeah, if yeah. You, yeah. If, it's good. pretty, Tom. It's it's some. Look, I gotta say, I had no interest in the original, even though I got some positive reviews. Shout out to Sean and Emily who t- who went and saw it on Valentine's Day. Sean Kenny, what up? I uh, said it was good. What if I just go see Sonic Two in the theaters, like solo on a Monday afternoon by myself, like like no kids involved, just you, no kids involved, no context from the original movie. Like, will I even be able to keep up with the plot? Who knows? It no doesn't really matter. There's no laws. Uh, guys, today we are talking about our other two sponsors, Run for Cover Records and Closed Casket Activities. Okay, hold on. This is a Sonic. How was that? Okay. It sounded more like Afterburner uh, sound effects. That's what it was. It was a jet. Can you okay. All right. Well, uh, let's start with Closed Casket Activities. Go to closedcasketactivities.com. And today we are going to talk about a new record, the No Moss Consume, Deny, Repent LP. Mm. Um, yo, Hello. Uh, this band had been a band who I had heard of but didn't check out. Why? Because I kept seeing the word grind with them. Yes, please keep with that. That's a good sound in the background. Um, grind can be good, but is rarely my genre. But I was like, yo. Closed casket. God damn it. The buddy doesn't, you know, always always something interesting. Let me check this out. Yo, it's it's grind, but very palatable to the hardcore listener. Mm. So um, I think there's little hints of there's hints of, of black metal, there's hints of death metal, there's hints of like the D beat these kind of stuff. But like I just really went into this as a hardcore, hardcore, hardcore for the hardcore type listener. Um, the first song that they got out there, Exile, really good. Reasons by, um, and I think it's not power violence. It's not fast hardcore. It is grind hardcore. So go check that out. Um, the record is No Moss, Consume, Deny, Repent. Postcastcatactivities.com. One more time. Check it out. Tell them Axe Grind sent you. We're going to go over to Run for Cover Records. Runforcoverrecords.com. We're going to talk about the Camp Cope record, Running with the Hurricane. This is their new one. Um, I think it's coming out the end of March. So by the time you've heard this, it's it's right there. Uh, Yo, this is a band who's been around for a minute, but. Similarly, a band I put on, but until this record, I hadn't really given it too much time. This made me think 90s alternative, but as it kind of turned the corner away from some of the more like um, 
little less gritty and a little more full room, but still keeping an edge to the guitars. Uh, I was really into it. Tom, this is a band you you enjoy actively, correct? I actively enjoy Camp Cope. I'm an active listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the record comes out at 325. I, yeah, I think um, it's just a, a very – it's a all – you know how we usually go, like, this makes me feel like summer. Yes, this makes, th- I feel like this is an all-seasons record. Mm, okay. This And I think their other material as well is also sort of like – you get some summertime vibes. There's some cold, vi- you know. Like it's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know what? Based on the song I heard, which is the title track, the uh, this is uh, the song "Running with the Hurricanes" is the title track of our debut LP. No, um, not their debut, but you know, AF reference. Uh, I found <laughs> I found it to be very summer, early morning, West Coast. So it's not cold, but it isn't. It hasn't warmed up to full temperature yet. It's hoodie it's- and short weather. Yeah, and, and you you got to get out of the house. You got to go do something. So that's this weather. Um, everybody knows we're more of a Perth, Australia podcast. But shout out to Melbourne. Shout out to Camp Cope. Shout out to Run for Cover Record. Everybody, go check out that new record, Running with the Hurricane. Uh, let them know we sent you. Does that mean Pat's bringing rings to? Oh, <laughs> wait till the Kinsells start figuring that shit out. Oh, see, do we lose Pat? No, no, Patrick's here. He's looking for the ring. Guys, how you doing? How are we feeling today? Uh, I am in a hotel in Erie, Pennsylvania. (laughs) So you're as good as you possibly could be. Yeah, I'm I'm killing it. Life is great. Yo, I want to say we have cute names sometimes for our recordings. I was surprised this one wasn't poo. Um, this was Heartland. Do you consider Erie part of the Heartland? Because I do not. Yeah, anything west of the Beechnut Factory uh, is a hundred percent the Midwest. <laughs> well, the Midwest is different than the Heartland, though. Heartland, yeah, I think you need to be able to grow corn. Uh, can I say something that In, like, the, risk- the Chevy versus Ford conversation is still like an active like oh, that's happening right now. Bob, at the risk of offending some of our listeners that live in places such as Ohio, Indiana, et cetera. Maybe it would be best if we just grew corn there. Like instead of people? Yeah. Just Maybe corn, no people. You know what? I, you know what? I just watched a video or several videos of you from Cleveland, Ohio, getting a raucous reaction. Oh, mm. listen, I can't knock any of the kids that come to our shows. Those are different people. They're allowed. I just, if it was up to me, I would just take those very special individuals and migrate them west coastal make them coastal yeah give them that sun i mean they're already like coastal elites for listening to music might as well <laughs> right is that what yeah. my music is that's I, what uh, that's what the drug church fan club should be called is coastal elites that's not bad i think it's a good idea um uh everybody check out the drug church uh tour where they're supporting lurk uh soul blind and one step closer um the best that they possibly can um, how has it been so far? Uh, it's been very lit. Uh, you know, people knew the lyrics pretty shortly after the record came out, which is all I need. And people come to the shows looking to have fun, which I, is like very important, you know? Fun I, vibes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really fun. I, hold on. I just got this uh, useless information about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Hygiene, Billboard charts, number one alternative new artist albums. So, Sick. for people that 
for people that don't know, this at first at first glance, this is going to sound like it's all like me blowing my own horn and it's accolades and shit. Until you realize that the Billboard charts in an effort to make everybody everybody give, wins, yeah, to give everybody something to post on their social media. <laughs> there is so many fucking charts. It's the number one record with that starting with an H that came out of the Albany region this exactly. week. Exactly. So, like, number one top new artist albums. What is that? Like, you're not new. Words, three of those words I don't even fucking know. And then current hard uh, number two current hard music albums hard number <laughs> number, number seven, one number seven current rock albums that one okay that makes sense that's cool that. that's big number eight heat seekers that used to be big when i was a kid i have no idea if that was like one of the two or three things you could really get on there right exactly and then nine current alternative albums Sick. so like here's a question i'm i'm nine in alternative but but Seven and and right, you're bigger in rock than the outsider music. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, I'm not mad. Thank you, Billboard. Thank you, Pure Noise, for sending this to me. But like, I don't know what to make it. Listen to this. Number ten internet albums. What the fuck does that mean? Well, I mean that's very apropos considering who the singer is. Yeah, internet. Does that mean like records right there? And then number eleven record label independent current albums. What in that that phrasing of language doesn't makes no, yeah syntax makes no sense to me, and then this is the only one that I thought was interesting. <clears throat> Number twenty five, top vinyl albums, and the reason that that is interesting to me is because, uh, according to uh, Cahill at Pure Noise, who sent that to me, uh, it's the only non-major label legacy artist to be in the top twenty five albums of that particular week. Everything That's else sick. is like. Fle- Fleetwood Mac or Olivia right, like Bob Morley. So, so like, I guess that one's cool, but the other That's ones dope. seem seem sliced so thin to to just make me. Feel Those good. numbers are still cool. Most yeah, people don't get that far. Truly, I'm not mad, and I appreciate everybody listening to it. But I just like, no, it's, I, it's it's you're not mad, but there is some confusion as to the flattery. Yeah, well, it turned me into a boomer where I was like, oh, we're just giving out participation trophies now, huh? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna, but I'll accept this one. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did it give you – did you hit the top 200? Obviously, you must have. I have no – I listen, the, the, I, the only reason I know this is because it was sent to me an hour ago. I, well, congratulations, I, man. Thank, yeah. well, thank you. That's dope. You worked yeah. hard, and that record's great. Thank you very much. I, I supported I, um, the scans, and I bought a shirt that it will not fit me, so that's cool. I haven't <laughs> bought it yet. I'm waiting for my free copy, and I think it's an all right record. Um, <laughs> well, you'd be waiting a long time if you think you get a free copy from this fucking I'll get best. it from, like, Brian Murray or someone. Um, well, Brian, that's Murray, true. Brian Murray took all of my, uh, uh, what do you call it, test presses. Good. He should. He should. You know he should, too. That's so. what I said. I, I said I, I said to him like a little kid. I was like, he asked me for him, and I said, well, well, wait, should I hang on to them? And he said, no. Well, they're going to be worth money. Are you going to sell them? And I said, no, I hate mailing things. And he said, yeah, just let me have them. <laughs> I said, okay, fine. Wow, you got uh-huh. finessed. The right the right move. Um, that dude finessed you for some, fucking hundreds of dollars. At some point, I'll tell the story probably on Patreon of the time that me and some friends did a record draft. It was really fun where a friend mm. gave up his record collection, which is like, I don't want them anymore. And we did a uh, sports style draft of his record collection. It was really uh, fun. It is fun. Um, Tom, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm, I'm good. Okay. Fucking going to shows. Fucking 
working. All right. Well, we got. We might hear Doing about podcasting. that. On, might hear about that on the pit report, guys. Uh, I have two items. One is good news. This the next is bad news. I'm going to start with the good news. Um, being right. sent uh, real estate information from Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, four bed, three bath, two two zero eight Northwest Twenty Eighth Street on, in Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, how much do you think this property, this uh, single family home, costs? Seventy two thousand dollars. Patrick, uh, a hundred, sixty-eight thousand nine hundred. So our our monthly uh, mortgage would be um, around three hundred, uh, and in homeowners insurance and taxes would come out to about three hundred and sixty dollars a month. Is there oh, a big Airbnb thing in uh, Lawton? Probably not. But should we just be buying this as a bail house here? Yeah. Wow. That's like yeah. we're packing like live between tours, and if he's not going, you know, not going to Australia, it his, yeah, it can be his, house, his pied exactly. a tear, as they say. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're halfway in the country. Uh, uh, we can check if there's a train stop near Lawton. Um, you know, it's it's three hundred and sixty three dollars a month. Tom, seventeen hundred square feet, four bedroom, three bath. So here's the thing. What do you do if you're – are you just a streamer? Because like what are you doing? Social life is not an option. I mean here's the thing. You might be able to make beaded bracelets and sell them on Etsy and make that much a month. Listen, forget that. I already work remote. This would be ideal for me except how do you – I could be happy in that circumstance because I just like a computer. Clearly. Good good internet, right? You know, That's it. But like – is anybody's partner happy in these places? This is always the concern, right? Like, you know that dream that people got, like, oh, I'm going to move to the woods. It's going to be awesome. And then you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe but, you know, so I don't Lawton, think. You got to sell them on nature, right? Outdoors, quiet. Um, maybe they're super into the Great Plains and they can get really into the museum of the Great Plains. Mm. Um you, you know what? Maybe, um, Pat, maybe an hour, maybe three hours from Dallas, hour and a half from Oklahoma City. You know, first time three hours from Dallas has ever been a selling point. Yes, Tom. There's saying? a, um, you know, I'm looking at the notable residents. There are two notable residents that will be big to Bob and to Frank. Uh, oh, to basketball players, Chris Mullen. No, from Brooklyn, New, New York, brother. Come on, um, Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, Tom, You're not gonna, for some reason, I feel like I should know this. It's something weird. Wait a second. Wait a second. One Dennis is Rodman. definitely Dennis Rodman. No, he's not on here. He's from Oklahoma, though. Um, or maybe right oh, he's team. originally from Dallas and then was living in Oklahoma. Um, it's not right like Chris Mim. Okay, right no. team. Okay. Uh, the, the, his second John team. Sally, his second team. Oh, do you mean his third team? Are we? I'm talking Bulls. Was there okay before the Spurs? He was on the Spurs for a minute before the Bulls. Um, oh, real, for like twelve games, and got his ass kicked out of there. Um, okay, the Bulls. So he's on the Bulls second round. Are we three-time talking, champion? This kid, this man. We're not is. talking. Um, st- we're not talking Steve Kerr, right? No, we're not talking John Paxson. Nope. Okay, I want to say this guy round. was center, power forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, not Horace Grant. No, not back up though. Okay, no, oh, uh, uh, it's not, it's not Luke Longley, obviously. No. Lefty, he's a lefty. Bill guy. Wennington, no. Um, Bill Wennington with St. John's, so I think he might be a New Yorker. 
let's see. He's a big man back up. Um, oh, is he either color commenta- commentator now? Um, oh, I don't know. Yes. Yes, he is. Oh, damn. I should know it. It's Cart. No, it's um, Williams. Something. No. Williams? no, what's his name? Uh, he actually played for Oklahoma as well. All right, just say it. I, I, I'm blanking. Stacy King. Stacy King. Oh. <laughs> I love right, and then the other right, one. Other one. Give me some con. Yeah, give me some hints. I'll grab it. Um, played for both the Nets and the Knicks. Oh, okay. Uh, late seventies. Michael Ray Richardson. Yep. Boom. No shit. Patrick should have known that. And oh, maybe that's why they spell that. his name wrong. No, it's, uh, it's no, that's spelled the, wrong. So his yeah. mother spelled his name wrong. Yeah. Right, because they're from Lawton. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, I'm I'm in on Lawton. If you guys want, we can start uh, that. Can you send me the Zillow? Yeah, let me see what I can do. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna uh, look the up address Zillow. is 2028 uh, Northwest 28th Street. Honestly, the Michael Ray Richardson thing changes the equation. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, all of a sudden you're in. See, um, maybe so, like you know we we you know I mean, dude, some of these three bedroom, two bathroom house in Lawton, two grand, right? So we do some minor cosmetic upgrades, and, and this is it. an investment property. Yeah, I'm with it. It's a long term investment. I mean, is it? What if the oceans, uh, you know, rise? That's rise, true. Rise. You know what I mean? Lawton's going to be looking pretty good. This is something around. I hear all the time because my home is 11 feet above sea level. So, oh crazy! Oh yeah. All right, all right. I, I will. Uh, I will get it shortly. Um, do you guys want to hear the bad news? <laughs> okay. That wasn't bad. <sighs> no, guys. The bad news is <clears throat> this is going to be our, our focus for the episode. Oh boy! Been doing the podcast for a while, and uh, we're way overdue. HR called me, uh-huh. and we're super overdue for our compliance training. Oh. We uh, we have to catch up. We got it. It's like one of those things where you didn't do the videos, and we now need to do them. So I'm got it. Like, hey, don't forget by this date you have to watch the harassment video. Yes, exactly right. So I legitimately thought you were going to quit right now. Oh no, because <laughs> no. like none of us have been in contact for like a week very yeah, yeah, often. Been, yeah, and I'm like, and I was like, this motherfucker is going to drop it on us right now. I'm like, who would you <laughs> want us to like? Who do you want me to be replaced with? That's what I thought the question was. I'm no, like, that's the game nobody. that I led to in a few a few weeks. That there's going to be just some names additionally in our recording. Uh, you know, new host one, new host two, no yeah, host three. You know. Um, this is it. This is the team. We we break up. It's it. over. There ain't no replacing. Well, no. Hardcore HR has hit us, guys. This is the safety and non-compliance training. I hope you guys are ready. Um, I will be proctoring, uh, but I I will try to answer if needed. But I will. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the tape in now. Okay, guys. Are you are you ready? Or are you ready? Sure. You're ready. Okay. Sure. And I'll do my pit reports at the end. Yes, please. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Welcome to... Hardcore Inc. H C I N C. Uh, we are uh, going to go through some of the safety and non-compliance training. 
that is done annually for all employees, though you guys have been truant in it. Uh, we will start with our new hire section. <clears throat> Here at HCINC, we believe in cross-training our new teammates. A diverse, interesting skill portfolio is important for everyone. Let's discuss some of the ways you have found diversity at our workplace. Let's start by asking, what different types of hardcore do you believe any new recruits should start with? Are there specific Mm. bands or styles from the past that you think would work well for someone just joining us? Yes, I do. I believe that while they're not my favorite band, Gorilla Biscuits is a perfect entry band for most people in hardcore. Even in 2022? Even in 2022. And I know that that, at first blanche, that's going to be like, people are going to say, nah, come on, you couldn't do that with a lot of shit from that era. I think Gorilla Biscuits is the one that is hardcore enough that still, if you like hardcore music, you think you like hardcore music, it'll grip you. But also... Very, very accessible. I th- this It's funny we're having this conversation because I had this conversation about five hours ago. So uh, I, I still think Gorilla Biscuits, and I say this as not like any type of intense fan. I just think that it stands up as something that you could hand to almost anybody. Great answer. Tom, what do you think? <laughs> as an introductory band? Um, I would like to go with the one that introduced me to hardcore, and I feel like it's similar to Patrick's answer. Um, Minor Threat. Tom, I agree with you. I don't think the youth does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think they're fast enough. The lyrics, they're clear. It's not as poppy as GB. And poppy kind of hardcore is, is the thing in 2022. Mm-hmm. But what about that manic energy you get from it still? Like, there's still that flare and, like, dramatic tension. I mean, filler like, still gets me revved up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's hard. If you like any music with a guitar, that's at least perking your ears, right? Am I wrong? Like, you have to be on it, some, like, ELO shit for that to not, to, like, strum your drum, you know? Nah, listen, fellas, we've talked about it. I don't think it's there for the kids. I just don't. It's And it's like the three of us can try to, like, sit around and go, yeah, but it's perfect. And I believe that fully. <laughs> but I just think that there's something in its DNA. Or maybe it's – no, no, no. Let me say that. It's something in the way it presents in 2022 that does not hit – and I think that applies doubly or triply for Fugazi, who sure. biggest deal in the world when we were kids. I'm not kidding. I haven't met a young person who gives a shit about Fugazi. If you are under 25, I don't know that you care about Fugazi on any level. I just think that's the way it is. I think that there's a certain thing about Minor Threat where the distance, it almost feels aged even though to me it still feels urgent and uh, it's it's a weird cross to rectify. Um, 100%. But, but I, I, I don't disagree with the answer either, Tom, because it's like if you're going to like older hardcore, there's no there's none better. There's bands that you might like as much, but yo, if you say, Bob, who do you like more, Bad Brains or Minor Threat? It's probably Bad Brains for me. But do I think they're better than Minor Threat? No. On a song-to-song comparison, 
uh, you know, there's it's hard to top minor threat. Period. Minor threat has less fat, but I mean, yeah, all right. So that's exactly right. Let's cha- all right. So I'll, I'm going to change my answer. Go. We'll go more current, which is this is also old school at this point. Mm. What about our, our our fellows in Trapped Under Ice? Oh, you you could give that to anybody on Earth. Sure, I think it's a natural move over for a kid who has been injured. So if you're a new recruit in 2022, let's pick five bands they know. I'd say five bands. Someone who's getting in or is in hardcore right in this moment. I'm gonna say they like tr- Turnstile, Knocked Loose, Knocked Loose. Let's go even a little deeper, more Pain of Truth, Drain. Yes. Uh, incendiary, mind, incendiary, mind force, gulch, um, gulch. Uh, you know, there's these bands that are just kind of radiating. Tsunami's doing really well. Um, there's bands that are just radiating, doing really well. Trapped under ice feels like a pretty easy to swallow thing from any of those bands. Yeah, because they have parts that are reminiscent of almost any band on there. Great. These are all excellent answers, and I can tell you were just the people to help lead us into the next phase of HCINC. <clears throat> next, what are the most common obstacles that you found when you started in hardcore that you wish someone had helped you overcome? I just want to say, firstly, that this is one of the weirdest and funniest things yes. you've sprung on us, but it's not done. Uh, okay. Um, what are some of the obstacles? Uh, you know what it is. If you're access. very young, if okay, access. If you're from a part of the country that don't that just doesn't have it, uh, also. Well, not even uh, that. If if people around you are not cool, it's a problem. Well, that's, that's what I mean by access. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, you both had specific personal instincts with this. So, what are give give some common obstacles? Because I think Tom, you had like like gatekeeping weird gatekeeping right, and Patrick, you had dickhead assholes that. It was like inverted gatekeeping. It was like they were taunting you from behind the gates, and you were like, yeah, fuck the fuck off then. I don't want to hear your bullshit anyways. Correct? Uh, I mean, that's – yeah, that's probably why I, I – yeah, that's probably why I've had the music career that I have. Uh, so, so like the – I mean, look, there's two two aspects to this. Do you just want to go to shows and have a good time? You don't really need anybody for that, though it is a bummer that if you're – engaged in a passion or, or, or even pastime or whatever that you can't find like minds on that sucks. And, and I feel for that. The other side of that is, Oh, I want to start a band. Kids actually ask me this all the time. They've asked us, Hey, I want to start a band, but I'm not remotely cool. Hmm. Like that shit sucks. It sucks that this is always like, it sucks that cool is always part of the equation because as Tom points out all the time, it's not like anybody here is actually cool. Was it always cool? Uh, I, I feel, feel like we were cool. a bunch of fucking losers. Indecision nah. was like a bunch of fucking dorks. But nah, Tom, but if, if you, you look at it, it like think about it, like mm. all right, we can go back. Obviously, the youth crew dudes were the in guys in New York for a minute. Yes, and then before that, like yo, ask Baltimore kids how they felt about the Discord guys. Oh sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it goes all the way back. Um, I'm sure there were some Midwest scenes that felt on the outside of the touch and go thing. You know. And I'm sure there's people in the, the L.A. stuff is really funny with it because there's these pocket scenes that were like, yeah, we aren't cool. So we're doing our thing. It's like, OK, you're just not playing the Golden Voice shows. All right. I mean, 
cool. So, yeah, um, right. I mean, like in Albany, you had the Step Up present shows, and then you had like the more like come on uh, over here, buddy, like glo- <laughs> like gloom basement shows and stuff like that. And I got your pizza sometimes with seems, buddy. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, Tommy, just, come here. Here's your seventy five dollars. Come here. Let me give you a pizza. <laughs> come over. Here, give uh, me a hug. <laughs> I hope that I, I'm playing his new venue in a, in like I don't know a week. I'm excited. How stoked are you? Like you're coming, you're playing the Empire Underground, like a big venue in your hometown. This your biggest uh, hometown show? Uh, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would say. That's I, dope. You know, <laughs> it's funny. I did a, I did a interview with a local newspaper, and they were New York Times. Me, and they were asked, no, 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 no. Do you are you interviewed in the Times Union? Turnstile got the New York Times. I got the Times Union. Yo, the That's Times Union is thing. dope. The Times hey, Union listen, is dope. Dope it's it's gonna make Stop undercutting yourself, you fuck. It's going to make my father very happy. I don't get it. It's awesome. So, but the point is, they, they. I was asked about that. Like, oh, does it feel validating or vindicating maybe to to come to Albany and kind of play on an album that's doing well in this and anything? And I, I gave the same answer that I always give, which is I'm too old. I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> like if like Bob, Bob signed my band at the time when I really felt like I had to prove people wrong in mm. life. Mm. You know, like I, I really felt like I was being passed over for things that I was just as good at and that were important. Like, Hey, I'm creative and you're not paying attention. You're all stupid. And it was so important to me to like make my mark and all that nonsense. And now I'm just at the age where like, you know, sun's going to devour the entire planet. It doesn't fucking matter. And f- so had I had so, like, okay, Cahill from Pure Noise sends me that little sheet of, of whatever. Yes. Like, let's say that I got that at like 23. I'd be like, ha I proved you wrong. Right, guarantees are going up. Yeah. But like, you know, at age 75, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> also, you know, what we didn't talk about before we started mm-hmm. for fucking HR. Yeah. Human re- the human rights, not human resources. <laughs> that we didn't talk about that we were interviewed by the fucking Grammys about this douchebag. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's cool. <laughs> My girl read it and said, why does Bob keep referring to you as a bird? <laughs> bird boned. <laughs> I she said he really just, hammered the bone. It was really, the, good, really yeah. hammered the bird. Well, no, I said he's like a baby bird. Oh, like a baby he's like bird. a baby bird. He's got bird bones. He's got a big heart. Saying that you're light, light on your feet. What I was really making a reference to that no one would get is uh, Longshot, the Marvel character. Oh, okay. Yes, has, he, uh, has, he has hollow bones. Exactly. And he's, so he's very light. That's um, true. And, and that's sort of trying to say you're svelte and that people shouldn't be scared of you in a street fight. But you know what, though? More current PK, man. I've been seeing these videos. I don't know if it's because it's the fucking Earth Tone shirt. Dude's <laughs> looking kind of brolic. I'm not going to lie, okay. man. Tom, here's what it is, though, man. Every singer is looking brolic. So like I I just have yeah. to keep up. Everybody out here has been doing push-ups during the pandemic. Yo. No, okay, let, let me say this. I, uh, Bob, I don't mean to hijack your episode no, here. No, it's fine. But the, the there's room in these questions for it. If there's still time is what I would tell anybody. Like I'm not super fit. I'm not trying to give yeah, it's, fucking fit. It's never too late. Advice. Richie Underdog. But, we're good. But what I, yeah, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like if if over the pandemic you are a hardcore front person who found yourself in decline. There's, there's still time because I'm watching a race. Yo, shout out to our dude in Gulch. Our dude in Gulch is like 
is like nine feet wide. He's fucking. Oh, <laughs> he's looking. Everybody is looking pretty fucking good. But I saw the photos for uh, the uh, parade of flesh shows where, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, Austin? Not, that yeah. Dallas? Is that Dallas? It was Austin Whatever. and Dallas. Okay. Dallas. Uh, and I was like, oh, yo. <laughs> yeah, he, he raised the bench. He raised the he marks did. a little bit. <laughs> he did. But point you, is, got, you don't have that V. You, he got that V. No, listen, Tom, every day is a struggle. <laughs> like to get I'm out like, of bed or like to No, just no. to not like I'm looking like my shoulders are looking a little bit wider. I'm looking a little bit better, but it's just a constant battle against a little tummy from probably like uh you know, bread. I ate bread the other day and was bad on stage. I felt <laughs> terrible. It was my first bread in a long time. Do you Sorry, want a lot of information? Do you want my uh 2XL Albany Patroons warm up shirt to wear on stage? Yeah, if I keep this lifestyle, I might need, might need it. it. So, it's a anyway, here's the point. Uh everybody you should that came at you when you started you in should, hardcore. Oh, in hardcore. What other ones? Okay. Um let's see. I mean, that's the big one for basically every kid out there, but then there's also shit like where do I get started? Whose opinion do I trust? Do I have time in my life to listen to everything that everyone ever suggests me? Is there, is there special bands in every genre that I should be seeking out? Or can I write off genres entirely? I don't know. I'm new here. Here's one. Yes. That you could probably vibe with coming from mm. where you're coming from. Personal safety. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to think, like, if you have one bad experience. Yep. It might be a wrap for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in life and at hardcore shows. Yeah. And, so it's like, I don't know if that's a thing as much now, although still, it probably is. Yeah, I still think there's places that people get beat pretty bad. And I mean, I think the 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 the, the gap between, you know, the nine, you know, young Patrick going to a hardcore show because he's a weirdo and he's like into punk and the like TikTok generation found out about hardcore on the Internet. And, but the bad people are still out there. Like they yeah. haven't changed. Like there's all there's always going to be tougher people in hardcore than in in the gen pop. Yes, and but like or, I think or, the, or the, least- the difference is huge. Is much much larger than it had been. Okay, so yes, so okay. T- Tom's delicately putting that that uh, maybe there's a lot of young people today that really can't take a punch and. Uh, that is well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess in my experience, that is true. Uh, but I don't, we've talked about it on this podcast. It's an ugly thing. I don't, I don't like gatekeeping, and, I, and obviously, I fucking hate gatekeeping through violence. Like, if you're like, I'm gonna send this kid home and I don't want him here again, yo, fuck you. Uh, that's like the worst energy, yeah. And, and I don't know if that happens anymore. I think it does in subtle ways. I, I like you're right. I don't think it's like run somebody out of town. Like CBGBs like, would be like, like, "Hey, look at this this like new right. jack. Look at this long hair." Right. Like, yeah, he'll he'll never. I hate that back fucking here. energy, man. And here's the thing: the kids that do that generally, generally grow out of it. That's just them acting like shitheads. I okay, right? It sucks, but okay, it's a phase that you're going through. You you know your mom didn't hug you enough or whatever the fuck it was, and. So they're going to go, they're going to get over it, but the damage that they do to the kid that could have enjoyed this subculture and now enjoys it from his bedroom, never going to shows that's lasting and that sucks. Mm. So, uh, my only advice for that, and, and you fellas may disagree is, uh, if you find yourself around people that you don't want to be around, my hope for you is that you stay open to shows that 
where those people are 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 not represented. You know what I mean? Like where, where you're missing you can, out on some cool shit. Yeah, where where if it, hey, if you go to the beatdown show and you don't fit in, you're new here, and something bad does happen to you, I hope you stay open to the show where that element is just not going to be there at all. And I hope that you also stay open to beatdown, though I'll understand if you listen to it in your house. You know. Yep. Yep. Great. We appreciate your commitment to excellence. <laughs> I like Pat's HR. Bob's HR voice is incredible. Let's review what we've discussed and test your knowledge of the onboarding process to hardcore oh, I'm te- with, I'm getting- with some hypothetical scenarios. Can I ask? Oh. Can I interject one second? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, please. Pat, have you ever had to do something like this? Because I'm getting fucking PTSD doing this. No. So okay. So Tom, mm, Tom, I, I watched th- videos to uh, train for doing this. But I mean, you've had to take these in like your have, in jobs have, at points. Yes, yes, like I have to like do this like a couple times a year in like different mm-hmm. things. Like no, Tom, don't talk about religion. Don't say someone's dress is night. Like <laughs> like I, I several times a year. I I do not uh, think I'm better than anybody that that endures this shit. But I am so triggered by it that I have worked my life around never taking a drug test and never doing this. I hate. <laughs> I, well, I've never gotten drug tested, but I have had mm. to take some like stuff like this. But it's just I, fine. I'm like wondering how new this is to you because you've never had to do it. Before. I, oh no, it's very new. I, I no, you know what? That's not true. I work for Catholic charities, and they're at the time yes. it was much looser. I'm sure that it's like this now, but it, at the at that time it was very loose. Um, you probably had to get clear to work there too, right? Yeah, and I'm, I was med certified and all that yep. stuff. Thank right, you. Right, because you work with people that are at risk and stuff. You got they do like yeah. a whole background check and everything. A background check for sure, but but this is no disrespect to Catholic Charities, who I actually really enjoyed my job there, et cetera. But at, at that time, and uh, t- to the direct care workers in our listenership, which I imagine are quite a few, yes. uh, they will tell you that in many parts of the country, if you are – if you evidence that you are just a good person that is not mistreating the clients, you are – the upper 20% of the fucking workforce and you will, you will advance quickly. (laughs) So the, the details, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, corporate talk and all that goes out the window very quick. And it's just like, Hey, are, are you well-intentioned? Can you, right. You're not a piece of shit. You're not a piece of shit. Okay. You're in. Are you guys ready to test your knowledge with some hypothetical scenarios? All right. Nikki Newmosh has just entered the pit. For the first time, the band just finished playing his favorite song, and now they are playing a song he does not know. What should he do? Uh, he should. Uh, okay, you said he's up front. Is that right? He's in the pit. Oh, he's in the pit. Uh, Maybe find a should, like take a break, hit the, hit the side. No, he should not. He should not worry about embarrassing himself. He should follow the music. Don't mush out the lyrics. Don't, oh yeah! Don't mush mouth. Don't mush mouth the lyrics. Don't yeah! But, don't pledge of allegiance. No, don't do that. But uh, do do, do uh, continue to mosh because as a band and a guy in a band that just put out a new record, I can tell you it's it's uh, very uh, uh, reaffirming. Yeah, and there's mosh parts like that you don't even like. That first time you heard, you heard "Proven" by Hatebreed. Yep, you knew it was good. You knew yeah, what happened. <laughs> You didn't need you to like let me make, run that back a couple times before I really get catch it. You know, what I'm right. like, you, can, you heard that. You can make some assumptions. Yeah, <laughs> these are great answers. 
Aaron Edge just joined a local hardcore Facebook group. That person exists. Yeah, that's an actual person. <laughs> She's a little surprised. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. You, you I heard Aaron. I was like, that's a dude from Seattle. No, no, no. I went oh. Aaron. 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 Okay, Aaron. She's a little surprised by some of the conversations and was not expecting this with some of the ideas she thought hardcore was about. Any advice? Uh, oh, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what you're t- what an example of this would be, but I... I just had a conversation with an interviewer overseas about this. Uh, you've got to accept the fact that this is a evolving subculture full of people that got into it at different times from different places. And people are going to have wildly different views of what it is. And the kid that got into hardcore through hate breed is every bit as much a hardcore kid as the kid that got into it through uh, Los Crudos. You, you, you know, like it's, it's, you have to be, understanding the fact that you don't it's not proprietary you don't own this it can be whatever you want it to be for you but you do not get to make decisions for other people and tell people what anything is truly about yeah and i think like if it's some you know depending on what the the situations are if it's something that is that egregious yeah you don't want to walk into no nazi shit but i'm just saying right but yeah no 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 i'm not saying you were saying that but i'm saying like you can have Maybe have a conversation with the person and say, like, hey, I heard you talking about X, Y, and Z. Like, if it feels like it's. Oh, yeah. If it's That's a not, novel idea, Tom. <laughs> well, but if it's not a fool's errand, number one, or if it's not going to get you in any type of danger. Yeah, no, true. But I mean, I feel like if you. I think most times, maybe this is my own fucking privilege by being a fucking big white dude. But like if you talk to people respectfully, Mm. Most of the time, you get it back. Yeah, and when you don't, that's and a person that you can say, "We're putting him on hold for the next three years." That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you can just back up off it because I agree with you, Tom. My life has been defined by trying to talk idiots into shit. Like, like you try hey, to have like, reasonable conversations in potentially unreasonable situations. Right, and that's kind of like I should have gotten the memo long ago that some people. I don't want to say they're not ready because that condescends the shit out of people, but people are just not open to whatever the fuck you're saying. You're going to have to try again later. <laughs> right, some people are just not going to hear it for yeah. whatever reason, but yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, you have to sort of, I don't want to pick your battle seems so shitty. Um, but no, I that's, think that's real though. That, you I'm have to just, measure it's You have to be measured because mm-hmm. j- hardcore, just like life. If you took on Bridget, every last thing, You'd never stop running. Yeah, that's true. Well, and you drive yourself. You would not. Your your life or your stay in hardcore will not be enjoyable. You know, and there's stuff that's it's fucking egregious and can't be. You know, can't stand. And I think we can all identify those things that like you don't have to let those slide. Yeah, like people. No, and that's going to be different for every person. And I get spoon. You know what I mean? Like that's unbelievable. But but no, I largely agree, and I think it's important. the idea of having a dissenting opinion. I think the idea of trying to have reasonable conversations, especially with someone you maybe don't agree with, but can find the opportunity to do that because the alternative surrounding yourself only with people who are fully aligned with your ideas feels a little weird to me too, but you know, and there's going to be a day that you don't agree with them. And then are you on the outside? Yeah. Right. And this goes back to our, the conversation we had with the Grammys.com about Pat Kinlan. 
yeah, right. <laughs> because the primary thing of it was like, isn't he crazy? It was sort of like he's not as you know, like everything is so one direction that you're like barely in the middle. No, it's like it's like um it's like everyone is a pack of seagulls, but he's just a silly goose. You know what I mean? He is a, he is a silly goose. <laughs> one way to put it, yeah. Um, Pat, you know, I mean, I would love to hear your feedback. Like, I feel like we were very, very kind about you, Tom. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I didn't be, even read it. I'm gonna provoke the shit out of you. I didn't even read it. <laughs> You're such a dick. I took time on my work day to fucking talk about your bullshit. I don't like to read stuff about myself, and I don't like to read reviews, and I I, I don't like this. You of got stuff. the equivalent of being able to hear your own fucking eulogy. Yeah, I don't. Nice. I don't it like this. Very nice. you, you'll be happy about it when you die. All right, that's. Fine. It was nice, and I said nicer things that didn't even make the cut. Oh well, thank you. Well, I said you know me and you might argue, but you're like my little brother, and if anyone's got a problem with you, they got a problem with me. I appreciate that very much. I could that didn't make that, the, that didn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much like, yeah, we never agree on anything. He's anti-vaxxer. That's pretty much what, what came <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, that's what ran, right? Somebody yeah, I spoke him. about you for like a half an hour, but it was pretty much like, this dude got like the worst fucking vaccine just to prove a point. Waka waka. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good, yeah. I When I explained to people that I was interviewed on the Grammys.com, number one, no one knew that was a website. Mm-hmm. Which fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, about about you and and it was what was it me, Ian, Bob, Eric, and I don't know if did Chris from my band do it because no he, Andrew 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 that's right <laughs> okay because because I think Morgan reached out to uh, Chris and Chris hit me and he's like yo this is a this is a hit piece he's gonna try to make you right wing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they cut out all the racist stuff Andrew said, so it was no big deal. My, exa- my exact words were, whatever, man. Maybe maybe I sell more records that way. I don't give a shit. People, it, people are going to misrepresent me. I was talking about, like, okay, not to get into anybody's business because this dude is, like, friends with a lot of people we know. Maybe you guys know him a little bit. I was talking to my girlfriend today who doesn't have a, any real contact with kind of, like, what we do or whatever. And, like, I was talking about how often – people must say untrue things about Davey Havoc. Do, do you think that that's like, I mean, I understand the AFI is less of a like going concern than, than it was 10 years but ago. At their height, like what they were dealing with. Like imagine the amount of people who say just weird things like, Oh yeah, I saw Davey Havoc at the water park. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he was just such a visible figure. You couldn't that, miss him. You could pick him out of a crowd from a fucking hundred yards away. Right. So just imagine the amount of people that were like, like doing their like schoolyard. My, my cousin has uh super Mario 44, like from, <laughs> from Japan, yeah. but, about, but about Davey Havoc, like, Oh yeah. Davey Havoc dated my sister. You know what I mean? Like that sort of shit. Like I yeah. bet it was off the fucking charts. Yeah. It's like literally chunk from the Goonies be like, all right, Michael <laughs> Jackson didn't use my bathroom, but Davey Havoc did like, it's definitely one of those. Like- That's what I'm saying. Like, like he was like, a minor celebrity of the type. He sold millions of records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked like he did. Oh, don't, I, I'm not taking a goddamn thing away from but him. My man is brolic as shit and would probably beat up most people. He's easily recognizable. Too. Yes. And but but doesn't he? See, okay, here's my point. He's easily recognizable, but he's not quite Lady Gaga. You could right. say totally an, an untrue thing about Davy Havoc, 
And it could, you, you could almost imagine, wow, maybe I've seen his sister. His sister is attractive. Maybe Davey Havoc dated his sister. It doesn't make yeah. sense. We live in Idaho, but what, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, right, right. It, maybe on tour. Maybe he's, he, he, you know, he stole half my bagel. I'll like, go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, those early days are tough. You know, it, played, it was just the know. thing I was thinking about. Like, wow, Davey Havoc at his prime must have just had like a weird gossip mill about him. I'm sure there were block spots and whatever was the thing of the time about him. Have I ever shared this with you? I've got a, I've got a friend in music who is in like a successful band who is like, there is a website devoted to his bald spot. No, that is wow. fucking brutal. How rough is that? that it's sucks. so mean. Jesus. I can't stop laughing about it either. Yeah, it's just very funny. He's the nicest kid that ever walked. Oh, that's, like, that's even better. That it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> He just opens up a website and it's just like a report. And yo, I got to say, when you're on a certain level, the speculation on your partner is deeply unfair. Like my friends that are in those like big metalcore acts and shit, like like people are always like creating weird scenarios. Like, oh no, I saw that his girlfriend followed this band. That probably means that she's trying to leave him. And like this, like it's really weird out there. People say weird, weird things. I think that's a celeb. Like people, yeah, I mean like, you always see like, well, did you see so and so unfollowed so and so? I'm like, yeah, nah, really man, bad, man, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I miss really that. Bad. You know, even like when you're like Kyrie Irving unfollowed the Nets or whatever, you're like, nah, B. Yeah, what's a clock? And look, that. yeah, like, <laughs> thank God I don't have time for that in my life. Yeah, really. Uh, oh, let's get back to this HR before we fail out of uh, our yeah, new you guys are, <laughs> our your, our position. Your timing is your, the timer is going off. Um, Soraya Singalong has been going to shows for a while, and they are thinking about starting to buy records. Should mm. they? If not, why? And if so, where should they go, and how should they do it? Uh, you should order from uh, deathwishing.com, uh, sponsor plug, uh, who has a very, very strong distro, and you could find almost anything that you wanted there. But you should really do, in my view, you should do the thing that is like, really very fulfilling even if you're not a record person go to your local record store and just pick through it right and look go. at some stuff either find some yes. names that ring bells yes or you like that cover seems dope yep. and you know what there's a chance that record's gonna suck yep but that's part of the process that's exactly right and it, there's just also i mean Sell it back to the record store at a loss the following week if you didn't like it. Or, yeah. or like re-gift it. Give it to somebody like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. and happy Easter. Here's a fucking whatever record. You know? And to put oh. it on there, local record store, uh, if you're in the middle of nowhere, your local record store might be a couple hours away. Do it. That's true. Just go. It's worth it. They need it yeah. even more than you probably think. Right. You can ha- have a, have a nice people. meal. Have a yeah, good have day. Nice yeah, have a, if, if the local record store is two hours away, probably the best meal is two hours away too. So go do Fair it point. all. Have a great yeah, Make day. it a nice Saturday. Me fellow uh, freaks. Somebody approached me at a show the other day and said, oh, just in regards to. You were at a show? Uh, to, the 80s, to the 80s Mosh Madness. Uh, he said, I was speaking to a young dude, like 23-year-old, relatively new to hardcore, et cetera, who – uh, instead is his favorite band of the era. Yes. Amazing. I, 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 that's what I said. I said, well, doesn't make any sense, but that's why we live in a free society. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, that's they're, they're, literally every band is someone's favorite band. Yeah. God bless. There's literally not one band out there that you're, that at least somebody wasn't like, 
you know, it was my, you know, it was my shit. And then naming some band, you're like, really? Like, I saw them open a Castle Heights once. <laughs> to, to booze. Yeah, like, yeah, they threw, <laughs> they threw White Castle at them, and people really, all right, cool. Um, you, you know what? Do you realize, Bob, how big this podcast would be if Pat did any cross promotion? Mm, mm. I, do, I do not believe that. It would be. People tend to just because it's such a part of your entire kind of person that like you know the, the like all right so you were on um you were on with our friend on the ringer oh yeah shout out chris chris ryan yes. yep chris ryan yeah that was a nice interview, interview actually you, i mean was- pat if you ever leave i want him cuz i he's the funniest dude ever but he had to mention the stuff that you do you don't yeah, like, listen, I'm trying, man. Like my buddy Jerry, like texted me like over the moon that you were on there, and I was like, I didn't, I, I okay, I didn't even realize that Pat did that. And he's like, oh, you know, Chris mentioned it, the podcast, and I was like, well, thanks, because Pat's not gonna. <laughs> I don't know what I need to do to instill this in your head, a little cross promo. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we've been going on for like four, and you know, like we could use a little bump. Yeah, here and there, like get people's name out there, you know, and be like, let me listen. You know what? This guy makes a lot of sense. And then they listen to us and get bummed because we're not weird right wing weirdos. <laughs> and like, that's why people like worst possible timeline. Well, that might be true. Do you find it weird that people there are people that like only see you as Pat from WPT? Yes, uh, I find that extremely weird. Knowing and not Pat, Bob, I'm going to blow our own horn. Yeah, uh-huh. but but toot toot. Knowing how many people listen to us on a monthly basis, yes, and for it to be like, well, you know, I don't really listen to you guys. I listen mostly to what worst possible timeline, and I'm like, yeah, but but here's what I mean, that's saying. sick. I mean, I love you and Eric, so that's great. But like, but but there's just people that aren't interested in hearing people talk about music. Like uh, that that's like a big difference. Like I agree with you, Tom. Like to me, if you enjoy people talking, then it kind of doesn't matter. Like I I listened to <laughs> the other day. I listened to an hour and a half long youtube about dubstep mm. don't really have any interest in dubstep yeah i mean it was, it was just, just one song <laughs> no it was, it was somebody explaining actually for anybody in- interested uh there's a youtube out there where a guy talks about his passion for dubstep and where that genre has gone and why it's not as interesting to him anymore and like kind of like who's the big r- dude uh skrillex was the skrillex. big guy but they're yeah. all mad at him and this this like short oh. this YouTube documentary thing was explaining it was this guy coming to terms with the fact that he can't be mad at Skrillex anymore. Like it is what it is. Like you know Skrillex I mean? like, don't, doesn't know him anything, right? And also, it's not like Skrillex is some like total exploiter. Like like kind of like, uh, like he helped build it. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry for everybody that was interested in hardcore music today. Um, so. It actually is so fascinating, Tom. If you want to watch this thing, I'll try to find the link again. The bass frequencies are a huge part of it, and the space that that Skrillex, Skrillex occupies is mid range. Like he allows for all the mid range, whereas like quote unquote like true dubstep or, or uh, it, it that stuff only goes into low frequencies. So you literally get nothing out of it. Mm. If you're listening to it on a computer speaker, it's very unfulfilling, but it, you can listen to Skrillex in your dorm room through your fucking MacBook. So it's like and, pop music compared to like the real deal shit. That's exactly right. And it, listening uh. to somebody come to grips with this and just say, 
you know what? Those people are having fun. I don't necessarily need to relate to them, but I can't spend all my time being mad at them. I was mad at them for years because I felt like they took something away from me. It, it would be like, now you have a decent feeling about bands like, uh, uh, fuck, the Gerard Way. What the fuck is it? My Chemical, my, my chemical Romance. Yeah. You have a decent feeling about those bands. Yeah. Like you think that they got Absolutely. hits and, and shit like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really feel good about those type of bands. And you could hear in some other alternative world where I'm sitting around going like, and then, and then, you know, my aggressive basement music became something else and I got mad. Right. And yeah. they took Ink and Dagger and the New Brunswick stuff and then they turned it into yeah, the yeah, yeah. thing and they're playing the arenas. <laughs> right. You, you could, you could kind of like see it. And you, and I'm sure all three of us have heard it from some very I mean, people have said that, but it's like, yo, man, yeah. yo, write us on like Helena and come, come holler at me. Well, yeah, that's always, oh, sorry, I'll just answer. I've said it was one more piece of sorry, uh, uh, superfluous drug church stuff. I got asked the question in no uncertain terms the other day. Would you play with Weezer? No. Ah. Turnstile's doing good, yeah? This is this is a fellow from, I want to say he was from Spain. And I said, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're fucking really doing great. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, uh, you know, they didn't come out of nowhere. They've, they've got a long career. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I said, I don't think anybody could take anything away from them. They really, like, that's a band that has gotten better with every record and really done the thing. And And he's like, there's a pause and he's like, are you jealous? <laughs> uh, he said the loud part. He said the quiet part loved, out loud. I loved it. I truly loved how European it was because I don't think an American would ask an American that. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. Was, <laughs> I loved it. I mean, let's be realistic. I'm sure you said no. Well, Tom, I, that's a I, lie. No, no. Listen, I said what I've said on this podcast. Which is, if I felt that I could do what they did, I would be jealous. Well, that's very measured, but I'm sure there are people that are far less talented than you are that yeah, are like, I, fuck that band, man. But like, I, I mean, but no I, one can do what they do. You got to be self aware, though. You got to be no, self aware. No one is. No one is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's that's true. the problem. Everyone thinks they're the next. They're not, you're not the next. There's one. There, uh, that's truly it. But I mean, like, you trade, you know, like, kill, you know, drug church is fucking murdering it right now, but like, if you can snap your fingers and be like, yeah, we're going to switch your ticket sales for Turnstile tomorrow. Or for like oh. for a week, we're going to switch. Oh, you'd be like, I'll take that deal. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I, on that level, I'm jealous as fuck. I'm, but like, the, like the playing your of, own songs in front. Yeah, that's what I mean. But the, but the type of jealousy that people like identify with it, like you can't do that. You can't do it. You can't. <laughs> like, like you don't you know, have to like, it would be like me being jealous of like a professional sports, uh, professional athlete. Like, like you, know, you can uh, dunk, but yeah, but you can't bro. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't know, but I just thought it was like, cause I like, we've talked about it on this podcast that that's the number one question that we anticipate me getting asked. And I do get asked. It is been, I've been doing press pretty much nonstop for three weeks now. It is always in the mix. Everybody. I mean, it's hard not to be. They're the biggest thing. They're the biggest new thing in like guitar music. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, legit. I mean, it's fucking nuts. And no one's ever going to answer that question, like honestly, to me. Who's going to no, be the I, first person to be like, "Yeah, I'm mad jealous, man. I feel like we could have done that and we didn't." Yeah, but who to say that you'd have to have a brain injury to be like, "I could have done that." Like, I mean, there are some talented folks. It's sure, but it's not talent, Tom. Like, like the guys in Turnstile would be the first to tell you, it's not that they're like fantastic players or anything like that. No, it's just. It's just I mean, they're all great musicians. But yeah, great, like, but yeah. It, it's it's cometh the hour, cometh the man. You know what I mean? Like, it's like mm. it, it's it's a uh, it, there's just they're perfect for this moment. Nobody can do that. 
Like, like it's like, it would be like, it would be like somebody, it would be like Tad being mad at Nirvana. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just stupid. <laughs> right. But when you're like, Hey man, they took that from us. Yeah. Well, take it from you is the dumbest fucking thing. Nobody took anything from you. They just achieved something. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, no, no, not taking my spot being, being like, Oh, like that riffs a Tad riff or that's a fucking, you know, like, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I'd be salty if, if of course, <laughs> if Turnstile put out a record that was like, wait a second, <laughs> these are all drug trip trips. Yeah, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, man, motherfucker. Yeah, but they didn't. No, they, I mean, look, this is not me ass kissing because I, I'm very frank with this. They're my peers and I would say anything that was on my mind about it. But like, they just did something that the rest of us can't do. Full stop. Right. <laughs> Move, moving on, you know? Yeah. But I just loved the Europeanness of. You jealous? Are you are you jealous? <laughs> because it's like you're yeah, you're you're an American. You must be jealous. All right, HR. I'm so I'm sorry. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, where where did you go with the jealousy question? I just said pretty much what I just said now, which is like, I'm if I do the I said you put me in a position because if I do the like I'm happy for the success, I sound like I'm full of shit. But like the the truth of the matter is, we played a lot of shows with them. I can say for with visual confirmation, they deserve everything they're getting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is a great band and they deserve everything. Right. And, and you've been ar- along for the ride the entire time, really. Yo, from the get really. We, st- I think, I think uh, certainly self-defense existed before them, but like drug church and, and turnstile have been contemporaries for, I think from the beginning, right? Like, right. Like, 10 years. So, Something like that. So for like, sure. yeah, really close. I mean, who look, as I always say, you can be mad that you're not getting more in life, but you can't look at people that are great and say, I deserve it because they got it. You know what I mean? If you can get in, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but if the bands that are attempting to sound like turnstile now, if you can get in on a technicality, good for you. I'm not, I'm not mad of whatever. Right, like all like, those bands that got that post Nirvana. Contract. Yeah. Cool. If you can get in on a technicality, good for you. But like, let's just let's just be honest. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, on occasion, cream does rise to the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the world is just. Yeah. And like, I don't know. This is one of those occasions where I really feel like you can't take shit away from them. And, and so, like, with that in mind, I just don't think. And this, I, I'm not subtweeting anybody with this, but like, you know, if you find yourself jealous, just take inventory and be like. Am I this good? The answer is fucking no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. Right. So, uh, all right. Is that that's did it? We, that's do the we, episode. Bob, do we hold on to uh, our jobs? You guys are just silent for a second. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. They got to be further. <laughs> we need a performance way. review. I think so. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody, uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Bye. How do you wax the grind? Uh, it's Aaron doing a uh, scene report check in from north of England again. Um, just got out of not a hardcore show necessarily, but uh, Napalm Death. Um, so they played a little club called Boom in Leeds, which is uh, normally used for hardcore shows, a couple of metal shows chucked in. Uh, yeah, so uh, opener, I got there just in time for a band called Slime Lord. Um, they're like a doomy death metal band. They had like a like high on peyote type vibe going on. Uh, but if you're into that kind of thing, they're definitely worth checking out. They had a new album out last year. I think they're from up near Leeds. 
so nice to have a local band. Uh, next was Raging Speedhorn. Uh, so for those that don't know, that's like they play like music like if Clutch um, grew up on death metal instead of like cartoons, and they weren't shit. Um, and they were absolutely banging. Um, very groovy, very heavy. Uh, they've got two vocalists. They've got like one like beer dude and one absolute like maniac jumping off stuff. It was absolutely quality. They've got tracks after tracks. Um, very very solid gig. I'd I'd give it nine out of ten. Choco tacos for them. They were insane. Um, and then Napalm Death themselves. Um, it's the first show they've played in the UK for since before the pandemic, I think. Um. And to play Boom, which is like 100 cap room, I think, at most. Like, even that might be a stretch. Uh, felt very lucky, to be honest, to see that after after a while of them not playing. Um, and it was insane. Uh, like, middle-aged dudes, the energy that, like, Barney had, the front man, for the entire set was off the charts. Um, they played the big names... You know, Nazi Punk's fuck off. We got a massive reaction. Scum got a massive reaction. Uh, they played a couple of songs off newer records. Uh, they got a new mini album out this year. Played the lead single from that, and that was heavy as anything. Um, they were like tight as anything, but loose at the same time, if you know what I mean. It was sick. Uh, just like really crunchy, really heavy, insane energy. Um, looking around the room just at like band merch that people were wearing and stuff it was like 50% metalheads 30% punks 10% old dudes and 10% hardcore guys and girls um, it was a really good mix of the crowd no trouble no dickheads uh, just a quality evening um, yeah so it was Napalm Death good to have them back um, and I might check in again next time with more hardcore. Cheers, guys.